G'day everyone, welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast. I'm your host, Rita Joy, and we are on episode number 65. Yes, we are. Episode number 65. And welcome, a big warm welcome to you for this joining us on this podcast series because it's quite an important one. I've been receiving questions throughout the week on one specific question. Uh, yesterday, today, and it came up again. So I'm going to be answering that. And that is, how do you find your purpose? How do you find your purpose? Or how do you get clear on your purpose? Have you ever wondered that? What's my purpose? And what I find more often than not is purpose is not what I've recognised in the people that I have interviewed, in the experts that I've interviewed on the podcast series, is they didn't kind of have inspiration come down onto them. You know, like a purpose kind of shines on you. That can happen. But predominantly a pattern that I've recognised through my experts and through this series that I've been doing interviews, and you would have heard yourself, is that purpose is really through the engagement of passion. You find your purpose through the engagement of your passion. Now, what does that mean? If we take a look at someone like Kenton Lee, Kenton Lee was the founder of The Shoe That Grows. He created a shoe that grows with a foot, like incredible technology, and yes, it does that. Now, how did he come across that idea? His purpose was really he saw a kid who didn't have shoes, and he thought to himself, well, how come that kid doesn't have shoes? And the guy that was the, the administrator of the place that she was living in said that, well, these are orphans and obviously that uh, it's not that she doesn't have shoes, she has shoes, but as a kid, she outgrows them so quickly and we only get a certain amount of shipment coming out to us. So it's hard to keep up with as the kids grow to keep up with the shoes. And he's like, well, wouldn't it be amazing if there was someone who could create the shoe that grows? Now let's break this down. He was involved in doing what he loved or in that moment, his interest was helping, volunteering. He was across the sea volunteering in Africa, in Kenya. And as he's in his passion, doing what he wants to do right now for that moment, he recognises and he just thinks, why doesn't this girl have a shoe? Well, what if there could be an invention about how a shoe could grow with a foot? And that's all it came to. And so it took him six years to create the shoe that grows. But his purpose emerged in creating this invention but additionally, not only does he create the shoes, so for example, if Ethiopia need a batch of shoes to be given to them, the shoes will be manufactured in Ethiopia to create a job market for the locals. And then the locals benefit from having income plus a product that helps the end user and so that the kids there can have a shoe that grows. Now they're for adults as well but obviously more for kids because it's a shoe that grows. His purpose of being able to have an invention that is so incredibly like the shoe that grows, so incredibly like far left of field that you can't even imagine, the fact that he would create the idea to find a way to manufacture the shoes in countries that need the jobs and then distribute those very shoes to the same, you know, all that, is his purpose. His purpose is helping humanity through shoes. Yet he didn't recognise that purpose one day, one morning. He just kind of woke up and thought, ah, the purpose came, you know, it came in, in terms of it was like a slow movement. But he had built the momentum 
So as you engage in passion, your purpose reveals itself to you because you see where the passion is really needs to be recruited because before the shoe that grows, Kenton Lee just wanted to be able to go somewhere to forget about, you know, he had a, he, when in his interview, he said he had a really bad breakup, one that really made him sad. And all he wanted to do was just get away from everything. And in doing that, doing just what he needed in that moment, going and volunteering, that was a passion then. He was able to just, you know, as you evolve, so too does your passion, so too does your purpose. Everything started to fall into place. But it was only through the engagement of his passion. Let me give you a second example. Monica Vaiella. Monica Vaiella. Vaiella or Vaiella? My apologies, Monica. When I interviewed Monica, she, uh, she had come straight from Poland to the US not knowing a word of English. She couldn't even compile an email, she said, because she just did not know English. But she went into a store and found that there were some cheap shoes. And she looked at the cheap shoes and she thought, oh, my goodness, my friends in Poland would so want these shoes. Let me go buy some and I will start, you know, sending them back to Poland. But she had another idea. She came home and she thought, why don't I put these shoes on eBay, the Poland's equivalent of eBay, online and see if anyone sells, anyone buys. And they sold out. Then she went and bought some more cheap shoes and they sold out. And finally she realized, I need to get in contact with the supplier. Who's the supplier of these cheap shoes? So she went to the stores where the cheap shoes were sold and asked them, who's your supplier? Who's, and obviously they didn't tell her who their supplier was. So she went into their garbage bin outside and found the name of the supplier and contacted him. And now she had a business online selling women's shoes. And then one day she's in Chicago and she sees a homeless man holding up a sign that says, I need shoes. And what struck her was, okay, I have shoes. I have women's shoes though, but how can I help him? And she went back to her apartment to find some shoes or to get some money, but she went back to see, to find this man and he had left. And that really weighed on her. And she thought, well, how can I possibly help him? Like, how could I possibly, how can I give him a hand? And then she created the idea of the give back box. Yes, the give back box. So she approached companies like Amazon and she said to them, listen, when you send out a book, um, you know, whatever you send out, you usually send it out in a box. How about, how about in this box we put in, like, you know, as you're delivering it to a customer, the books or the clothes or the shoes, whatever you're delivering, Mr. Amazon, for example, they receive the box, the consumer receives the box, and after they take out the book, the, the, the belt, the shoe, whatever they purchased, underneath that would be a slip and says, if you have any clothes that you'd like to donate, shoes, clothes, books, anything, place it in this box. And in that box, it would all also have been a self-addressed envelope that they would stick onto the box. All they would need to do is put it into the mail and that box, that give back box, would now be delivered to the nearest charity with the clothes, the books, the shoes that they don't need. So it saves the consumer having to have this excess stuff at home, thinking I'm going to go and drop it off somewhere. It saves the, the consumer driving around trying to find somewhere to drop it off. It's easy. They just received something. Now the consumer feels good because now I'm doing good in the world. They put their stuff in. They ship it out. They don't have to buy pay for postage. They don't have to do anything other than stick that sticker, which is already in the box, put it in the mail. They've done a good deed. The charities receive all these clothes and their books and the shoes. And those who need the shoes, whatever they need, are now able to receive it. 
That's the idea of give back box. That has become her purpose. She's now closed down her online retail shoe store to focus on give back box. And companies like Amazon pay her a fee to be able to be amongst this philosophy, this thing of give back box. And that's how she does it. So let's break that down. Her passion was to be able to do something in America. She had no money or she had very little money. She couldn't speak English and she just wanted to get up and running and doing something that she enjoyed. She found some shoes. She started selling them. That was her passion. Wow, I'm making some money. That was her passion. Now, in the engagement of her passion, right? Remember, purpose is derived from being in the engagement of your passion. She's on the streets of Chicago. She sees a sign. She's like, what can I do to help? I sell shoes, but they're not men's shoes. She goes back. The guy's not there. And she goes, what can I have done to have helped? And she creates this idea of give back box. That's her purpose. And her purpose will probably change. But for right now, like anyone else's will change. But for right now, that's what her purpose is, is to create that thing that is going to create a greater good. And that's how she got clear on her passion. And that's how you and I get closer to our purpose by being in the engagement of our passion. See, what I've recognized in the people that I've interviewed, it's not this esoteric, you know, sitting down, being struck by inspiration. It can, that can happen. But in my experts, none of them sat down on a beach or read a book or went for a long walk and got this inspiration. It came in dribs and drabs. It came in incremental steps that there was the engagement of the passion, having the, the shoe that, you know, going, well, volunteering and seeing that a kid doesn't have shoes and it incremental steps that then eventually drew them to the higher purpose, the bigger purpose that really served beyond their own self-interest. And that's what really purpose is. How do I, because the question is really purpose is, how do I give beyond my own self-interest, right? Like that's a really what purpose is. How do I give beyond self-interest? And when you can get to that level, that's when it reveals to you what you should be doing. But that, is, that revelation is only really, I've seen identified, or you can only really see that when you are engaging in that thing that lights you up, wakes you up, keeps you up, makes you feel alive. You, you know what I mean? Last example I'm going to give you, Liz Volpe, another expert that I interviewed on the Unbox You Give podcast. And she was, I had a marketing agency. She had an agency. She was doing very well at the agency, but she felt like, you know, I need a bigger purpose, right? Can you, can you relate? I need a bigger purpose. So she goes out and um, she travels to Cambodia just because. And if you don't know about the history of Cambodia, Paul Pot, when he was in power, Anybody that had an education was killed. Anyone that was schooled was killed. In fact, if you wore reading glasses, you were purged. You were killed because that meant that you were probably educated, even though you may not have been. But if you were reading glasses, that was a reason to be killed in Cambodia under a certain regime. And so when she went to Cambodia, she saw that there was this woman that was helping trying to build the country, an Australian woman trying to build the country, those who became orphans during that purging. And she thought, how can I help? Like, how can I really? And she went back home to Australia and she gathered the 10 best entrepreneurs that she knew at the time, the 10 best entrepreneurs or something around that number. And she said, guys, I want to put a, a program together to help the kids in Cambodia be able to sell and market so that they can provide for their families. 
And all of them were in, all of them were like, yep, let's do that. So she puts the program in place. And by the way, she said to me in the interview, um, which you can listen to, she said to me, uh, and now that I had made the phone calls and they all said, yes, let's do it. She's like, oh God, now I've got to do something. Like now I've got now, like, oh my goodness, I've got to like create a program. I've got to make sure that we can, how do I do the logistics? So now she had to get into action because she had accountability for people who said yes. And she didn't want to look like a fool by not going ahead, saying it and not going ahead. So she now had to put, you know, she had to walk the talk now. So she put a program together called Dare to Dream. And she travels to Cambodia and he has been doing so. And teaching kids, the local kids, how to be able to sell and market, say, for example, a pen, anything. The skills of sales and marketing. And then on one of the days of the program, the kids have to actually go out and sell their product or their service. And they're selling it to the local market. And the local market in Cambodia, you know, they're not earning dollars. They're not earning a lot of money. It's just very little money. And if they can sell to a population who already don't have a lot of money, then you can imagine what these kids can do if they go touch the Australian market or the American market or the Canadian market. You know, it's huge. And so she goes out and gives these kids an understanding of what being an entrepreneur is, of what understanding of what being in business is. And for them to actually experience a way of coming out of poverty without having to resort to anything that would jeopardize their safety or their security or their just self-worth, right? And so that's, let's break that down. Liz's passion was having marketing. She was in a marketing agency. She created one and was doing very well in one. Then she had a feeling of, I need a bigger purpose. Like I've made the money. There's only so many cars she could have. There's only so many houses, you know, like only holidays. She had that. So what's the next step now? Remember, she's now reaching to her next step of evolution of her passion. And as such, her purpose is going to change. So she goes to Cambodia just because, sees what she sees and gets this idea because she's in action. She's in the pursuing, right? She's still in her passion. She's still doing things. She's not sitting down. She's still in the engagement of her passion, right? And then she said, well, I know marketing. Let me teach these guys in Cambodia, these kids, how to market and sell a product. So they can stand on their own two feet. In the engagement of her passion, her bigger purpose came out. And that's the the kicker, right? That's the kicker that we can just ponder, we can think, but it's the thinking can only get you to the same level of standard or the same mindset that you're at. If you're just thinking about what your purpose is or what your passion is, you're just going to go to the same place over and over again because your mind hasn't been lifted. Your mind hasn't been expanded to go to a place where it hasn't been before. So you need to continually engage in that passion so that you can be stimulated by, to a place you've never been before called your purpose. Does, does that make sense? It's really, that's all that it's about. It's about purpose is nothing more than you being in engagement with your passion. And as such, the purpose reveals itself to you. And none of these guys, their passion in the beginning wasn't to create a shoe that grows or dare to dream project or the give back box. Their passion wasn't that. The passion was just, I need to make some money. I'm in America now. I can't speak English. I know I found some great shoes. Let me go sell the shoes. That was it. Uh, Kenton Lee, I was having a bad time back home. He was like he was struggling and he went somewhere else to kind of just chill and get away from it all. But he's in that engagement of passion. He wanted to help and volunteer. Liz wanted to just go to Cambodia just because she had marketing skills and she married the two up together. 
um, Monica Viella with Give Back Box. She sold shoes. She says, I can teach you what else. It's just, see, it's just, it's just churning and churning and churning. And I know I said that was my last example, but I just want to give you a taste of a different side of passion and purpose. One of my other experts, Christina, I interviewed her and she, from, from memory, she has seven children from the ages of four to 14 and she homeschools them. Wow. Right. Like just, just to homeschool one kid is like big deal. And then four to 14, like that's just, you know, mother of the year kind of, you know, ambition. And so I, I, she used to be a school teacher. And so I said, why do you homeschool knowing that you're a school teacher? Like, why do you choose to do that? And she said, look, when you're at school, the school curriculum, the teachers are taught or guided to teach in the middle. If you're super smart at a particular subject, the school can't cater to that because the school has to teach, the teacher has to teach in the middle. If you're struggling with a subject, well, it's really like, okay, the teacher can only teach in the middle. There's 30 students in a class. The teacher can't cater to everyone's individual needs. So you teach in the middle and if you're struggling, it's too bad. If you're excelling and you're getting bored, oh, too bad. It just, it's heading towards the middle. And she said that her son, uh, after homeschooling him, he really excelled in math. So whatever math class he was doing, he would have been at school. He was being able to, you know, be two years ahead of what was being taught. And he said, she said that she could only cater to her son's needs being so good at maths by homeschooling him because she recognized that passion in him for maths. She was able to cater for that by giving him accelerated advanced work. Whereas in school, he wouldn't have been able to get that. And it's recognizing the unique gifts that enables her to homeschool and accelerate those strengths that they have so they can really double down on it. And the other thing she said to me was that, well, uh, being a school teacher, my best was giving was being given to students, other students other than her own children, and her own children's best was being given to her teacher during the daytime. And she said, I just wanted to give my all and my best to my kids, and I wanted my kids to give all their all their best to me. And hence she started homeschooling. So her pa her passion was to teach. She was doing that. She was doing that, right? She's in the engagement of her passion, and her purpose came out that actually her kids need more of her time and her insight than others. No, she felt that that was more worth her while. And therefore she went and started homeschooling and now she has her own home business that she does as well on the side of that. So, and so homeschooling and having a business, that's like huge stuff, right? But that's how passion and purpose collide, come together. They marry each other. So I shared that example only because you might think you need to create the next shoe that grows or the give back box or a Dare to Dream project. Well, no, purpose is just what is it that you, what you engage in, that you love, your passion, and what's the bigger purpose? What's, what's that thing beyond your own self-interest? That's what purpose is. Purpose is that thing that is beyond your own self-interest. And when you can garner what that is, that's when you work towards it, and that's where the greater gift, the value, and all that stuff come in. I've got a, I've got a itchy nose, guys, sorry. But, um, <laughs> but my point is that, Passion is all purpose is only as far as where your passion is. And that's why it's so important to engage in something that you really enjoy doing, like completely enjoy doing. There are times that it's going to be up and down, like that's normal with anything, even though it's your passion, but predominantly you enjoy doing what you do. I personally love podcasting. I personally love creating videos. I, I couldn't in a million years dream 
that there would be a world that this would be accepted. Like, like, you, like it's just unfathomable that for me to podcast or for me to be able to create videos or for me to be able to teach, I would have to either, you, you know, be hired by a radio station or have been selected to do something on TV or create. And how many jobs are there in terms of work like that? And then your creative outlet of how you want to distribute, create something is stunted because obviously you're working for someone else and it's their creativity, it's their show, it's their program. So you've got to obviously abide by that and comply with that. And then, but where does your creativity come? And so this world of where you can create, be your own broadcaster and podcast and create videos and create inventions and processes like the passion process is unfathomable in a different world you know and i'm i'm grateful for this passion that i have what's my purpose where do i tend to think of it my purpose is if i can teach one person in this world what their passion is if i can teach one person then i know that past that person is going to be able to take what lights them up they're going to be able to recruit that that gift that they have and give to the world the best that they have rather than get frustrated, get overwhelmed, feel worthless, uh, you know, stagger behind in school and not know what they're good at. See, once you and I recognize what our passion is and we do that, it gives permission for someone else to do it. It, you know, it shines the light that it's possible. And once you and I recruit our passion and employ that into our own life, that allows that you know, what we're good at, we're doing exactly that. So you could be a brilliant historian. You could be a brilliant historian, but because you got the marks for law, you're going to do law. Not because you love law, but because, oh, you know, it's going to look on your, good on your resume. It's going to sound good to your family and friends. It's going to sound good to you and to your ego. But, gee, the world just missed out on an incredible historian. You know, the world just missed out on the person that's going to interpret the world and interpret events because the past, you know, what happens in history repeats itself, right? You know what I mean? So if we can deploy in my belief, in my purpose, if I can get one person to be able to find their passion, to identify it and pursue it, then that person is going to deploy their skill sets in the right way. We're going to get the best of that person. They are going to get the best of themselves. And the world will be much better because that person is in something that they love to do and therefore the, the world needs that right? Just like if you got the marks for something or you got the job for something, but really your passion is somewhere else, that's a total loss for you and for the world. Because you could have been the best at this, you could have your insight, your understanding, your experience, your interpretation, all adds to the, the flavor that you could bring to that role, to that work, to that job. And therefore, if we all deploy our passion where, they need, where it needs, where we know, where our heart inclines to, then that just creates a world where we're not suffering from the overwhelm or the lack of meaning or the lack of purpose, right? Because that's what we really want. Why do we work so hard at school, at work, to study? Because we want meaning. We want to be adding value. We want to be able to do something with our life. We want to create something. We want to help. And yet, yet, when we don't abide by that God-given direction inside us called our passion, when we choose to ignore that, that's when we go through and really serve things outside of us like title and prestige and nothing wrong with any of that 
but it's the disconnect in our alignment. It's the disconnect in our soul. And if I can teach one person, then that's my contribution. And the way I teach that is through podcasting, through making videos, having created the passion process, teaching. Those are the ways. And if I'm on Instagram, if I'm on Facebook, if I'm on Twitter, and by the way, if you're on those, make sure you follow me, connect with me so I can tell you and be in in the forefront of your mind to keep allowing you to know that the passion that has that you have inside of you is unique to you. And if you could just recruit that, you could just recruit that and just believe in it. If you could just believe in that, you will get closer connected to your purpose than you will ever do reading a book, doing another degree, going to another seminar. You know what I mean? Like if you just listen to your own soul, it's whispering. And if I can show you through these podcasts, through the videos that I do, how to listen to those whispers, then that's my purpose. And my purpose will change as I will as a person. And that's normal. But for now, right now, that's how you understand your purpose is through the engagement of your passion. So I hope this has helped you. I hope this has clarified for you that purpose is nothing more than just staying engaged with that thing that lights you up and following it where it leads and following it where it leads. Don't force it because you're looking for something and you're just putting pressure on, allow it to reveal itself. And it does in time. It will, it has for everyone, for everybody, every single person. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, I hope this has been of benefit. Please like it. Please share it. Someone that needs to hear it. And I'd love to hear any questions you have about it, any responses you have, any ideas that you'd like for me to be able to address for you on this podcast and in future videos. So if we are not connected on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, look me up, read a joy and unbox your gift. I'd love to connect with you and together to know that life is a gift and by staying connected, let's unbox it together. Have a beautiful day.